This is the Easy Living Yards Podcast. I'm Ben Hale, your host that always forgets about gifts until the last minute. Let's jump in and learn how to have a healthy, beautiful yard with less work so you can enjoy more time doing what you love. What's up and welcome to episode 46 of the Easy Living Yards podcast. Today, we are talking about last minute gifts for under 30 bucks. So if you're anything like me, you probably still have to buy a few Christmas gifts and you might be wondering uh, what to get somebody else or alternatively, you might have a loved one who is still trying to buy a Christmas gift for you and wants to know what to get you. Well, this episode is for you. We talked in last episode about some great gifts idea, gift ideas for DIY landscaping. And today's a continuation of that. And specifically, the lesser expensive gifts that are great ideas if you're going to be working on your own landscape this year, or you know somebody who will be as well. Uh, these gifts could greatly be appreciated. Some of them are kind of nice to have. Some of them are necessities, pretty much. And so uh, let's jump into it. Before that, though, of course, we have to talk about today's favorite plant. And being the time of year that it is, we have to talk about a Christmas or holiday themed plant, of course, right? And so it pretty much goes without saying that today's favorite plant should be the American holly. So American holly is your typical holly that you see uh, adorning uh, wreaths and doorways and and just uh, using Christmas decorations. It's your typical holly plant. It's a beautiful plant. It's an evergreen here in the north uh, northern half of the United States, I guess. And so let's just talk a few details about it. So the American holly is a pyramidal uh, shrub slash tree and it grows 15 to 30 feet tall and 10 to 20 feet wide, uh, depending on the conditions you have and also the variety of of holly that you have. It thrives in USDA zones five through nine. So this is, a, I guess, uh, you know, I kind of mentioned northern part of the U.S. Well, you, you can't actually grow this thing too north. Um, it's, it prefers those middle latitudes, I guess. So if you're way up there, uh, it might not grow for you too well. Um, it grows in full sun to part shade. It prefers average fertility, so not too, um, you know, not too depleted of nutrients, not too compacted. Uh, it likes consistent moisture, but not saturated, and it prefers acidic soil. So this isn't something that I usually see growing around us. There are a few people that have these growing in their yards. They are beautiful plants. Um, I really enjoy looking at a nice American holly. I wouldn't recommend planting it somewhere that you might like to walk around barefoot or have a pet that likes to do so as those leaves eventually fall off and they're once they get crunchy they get pretty pokey as well so um uh, aside from that if you have the conditions for this plant um it's a beautiful plant uh consider growing it in your yard and of course it's a, a wonderful holiday uh themed plant as well so you can go harvest your own fresh holly for for your decorations or it can serve as just a, a you know a built-in decoration for this time of year uh, if you plant it properly Okay, so with that, guys, let's kind of jump into stuff. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is to wish all of you a Merry Christmas. I love the Christmas season. Uh, 
when it is Christmas season. And uh, <laughs> so I, the reason I say that is my wife gets excited about Christmas and like somewhere between uh, January and July. And then um, <laughs> and then she's excited for Christmas the rest of the year, all the way up through Christmas. So um, in comparison, I like to get excited for Christmas, usually around like mid-December. So uh, this is prime time for Christmas right now. And I want to wish you a Merry Christmas wherever you are. And whatever your beliefs or background is, it's just a wonderful time of year. And so I want to share that with you. And I also want to say a special thank you to all of you listening for your support for the Easy Living Yards podcast and the Easy Living Yards brand. Um, I wouldn't be able to do this without you uh, being attentive and listening and actually valuing the work we do here. So I want to extend a special thank you to you uh, in this uh, you know, wrap up of the founding year of the Easy Living Yards podcast. And uh, it's been a great special time uh, to to be doing this podcast. And I just want to share that with you and to, and to say a sincere thank you. Okay, so let's talk about some last minute gifts under 30 bucks. All right, I'm going to kind of rattle through this. Yesterday was a long show. I want to talk about several ideas here and I want to get through them. So I don't want to dwell on anything too long. The first is an awesome pair of leather gloves. I've had really nice leather gloves, and I've had really not-so-nice leather gloves. Like, to the point where, if you know, you get those cheap split, split leather ones that cost, like, two bucks, uh, you know, like at Harbor Freight or Home Depot or whatever, and, and they fall apart within the first couple times you use them. Like, they wear through. They're not durable leather um, they're just more of a hassle and a pain than anything else. And they're highly, usually pretty uncomfortable too. So it's worth investing in a decent pair of leather gloves. Um, it, it, they'll last you a long time and they'll be well worth it. Sometimes you just need, you know, good, durable gloves that are, you know, they're cut resistant, abrasion resistant, um, impact resistant to a certain level. Yes, I've I've squashed my fingers between some rocks before with leather gloves on and I've been very thankful to have them sometimes. So uh, get a good pair of leather gloves. And and you know what? I, I will be providing links to most, uh, uh, to, to examples of most of these items. Uh, some of them are ones that I personally have and like. Other ones that are ones that I've... Uh, are on my wish list as well. So make sure you check out the show notes for links to a lot of these items. I won't necessarily have a link to all of them, but um, but yeah, certainly check it out if you want an example of what we're talking about today. So the next one is, is not too dissimilar, a pair of uh, good gardening gloves. And specifically, the ones I really like right now is a brand called Atlas. So Atlas gloves are these thinner fabric gloves with a nitrile coating on the front of them. And so they're kind of like on the front, they're kind of like rubber gloves. And then in the back, they're breathable fabric. And they're really nice. They give you a lot of dexterity. So pretty much anytime I'm working out in the landscape, I've got a pair of these on right now. And they're really nice to do, you know, like the finer work and stuff, but they keep your hands pretty clean at the same time. And which is, you know, really nice when you're just going inside and outside and back and forth. Uh, On this recent project with our front yard garden project, I've used these Atlas gloves a lot. They're really nice. They're really durable. Um, I think they cost like around six to 10 bucks. If you find them on Amazon, not too bad. Uh, They come in a variety of different colors too, if you have that sort of preference. And um, the, the, 
owner brand, I think, is called Showa, S-H-O-W-A, and then the, the name of the gloves is called Atlas. And so, again, I'll provide a link to these gloves in the show notes. Make sure you get the right size. The ones we have right now are actually a little small for me. They're a better fit for my wife. Um, and so they they work great still, but they're just, you know, just slightly a little bit uncomfortable. If they were the right size, they'd be much more comfortable and they work great. So get a pair of leather gloves and Atlas gloves. They're both gloves. They have a slightly different purpose. Uh, and it's really nice to have, you know, something that has a bit more dexterity than your, your typical standard leather gloves. That really does a good job. Okay, next, a good quality water can. Now, you don't have to get like one of these super fancy ones. I've, I've actually looked at getting some of these like fancier ones that a lot of people use in greenhouses and such. And, and you can get really expensive with watering cans really fast. Now, when it comes to your typical DIY landscaping purpose, you don't really need a fancy watering can. Um, even those, you know, $5 ones at Home Depot will work. Um, spending a little bit extra gets you something pretty nice pretty quick, though, too. So consider spending just a little bit more to get a little bit nicer uh, watering can. Uh, really goes a long way uh, to helping out with starting your plants or if you have a few potted plants around the landscape. Uh, it's really helpful. But again, you don't need those super fancy ones that, you know, are used for starting seeds indoors and stuff like that. Um just, you know, get a decent watering can. Uh, next, drill bits. Uh, these are one of those things they always get lost or they're always in the, the wrong part of the property. You know, you're on the other side of the house or something. Drill bits are super handy uh, indoors and outdoors for various projects, various needs. Um, so a nice little set of drill bits is really nice. Um, it seems like there's never enough drill bits to have around the house. Um, what I'm looking at right now are on my list this year are those drill bits that fit into the the hex um, key kind of thing, I guess is what you call it. Um, so that way you don't have to open and close the chuck of the drill every time you want to change a tip or change to a driver tip or something like that. So they're kind of handy to have when you're doing like a quick swap project where you need to do some drilling and then you need to do some driving of a, you know, a screw or whatever. So if you pre-drill a hole, you don't have to open up the chuck and close the chuck back up onto a driver, uh, so on and so forth. Of course, if you're not familiar with drilling, you have no idea what I'm talking about anyway, but, but just get a nice set of drill bits. They're worth it and they're, they're always appreciated in the DIY. DIY space. Next, of course, driver bits. Same thing. So you can get a lot of combo kits with these two where they have a bunch of different tips. Um, the, the most commonly used one is the number two Phillips head uh, screwdriver bit. And so if it has like 50 Phillips head screwdriver bits, it's still going to be appreciated because they get used a lot. Now that said a lot, some of those other little, uh, you know, hex keys and stuff are nice to have, but the number one thing is that Phillips head driver bit. Okay. Um, let's move on. So another useful thing in the landscape is a trowel. Now, right now, my favorite trowel, I have two favorite trowels. One, uh, so if you don't know what a trowel is, it's a, a mini shovel, basically. You know, those little hand potting shovels is what I'm talking about. Um, so my favorite trowel is an aluminum trowel. I picked up it up locally, but it's a brand called Corona. Corona makes some awesome tools, and the trowel is 
is nothing, uh, it does not disappoint. So basically it's a, a piece of solid aluminum with a nice uh, flex grip rubber handle uh, molded around the aluminum handle. So the, the aluminum goes all the way through the handle as well. And so I've been through plenty of trowels where they're they're welded together or something and they always break. Um, it, it's just a matter of time. And so I've also had trowels that are just flimsy where you start to pry or dig with them a little bit and they just bend. And it's really disappointing. So this aluminum trowel, it's really nice. It's incredibly durable. It's lightweight. Um, it, it can withstand my kids um, beating it around and stuff, which means it's pretty good. And so I really recommend that one. The other one I recommend is... Um, Fiskars makes uh, these composite shovels, trowels. Uh, They're really cheap and inexpensive, and they're really nice as well. So they're pretty durable as well, and they've held up pretty well. Uh, Our boys have some of these, and so they're they're pretty uh, a pretty inexpensive option to get you most of the way there too with a nice trowel. So that's another idea. That's like I guess you know with the price. I mean, I think I paid like. A dollar for those composite ones made by Fiskars. They're just like a molded composite plastic type material, and they're actually really durable. Um, there's a lot of knockoff ones. I can't attest to their durability, but again, they're pretty inexpensive. Nice little stocking stuffer. It's just worth having, you know, several of these laying around the landscape. You know, one in your garage, one in your shed, uh, you know, that sort of thing, um, just so you have one close by when you need it. Okay, next is a measuring tape. Now, I'm not talking about your typical, you know, uh, interior tape measure here. This is one, uh, this is a tape where it's it's on a big reel, and it's usually either fiberglass or plastic tape that um, is useful in the lamps, or, or even a, like some sort of coated cloth, because you can't let this thing stretch. And so it's not usually a metal tape, but this is a, a big, long, like a landscaping tape for marking off and measuring out uh, places in your landscape. And so it's really nice to have these longer tapes. I think mine's like 100 feet long or something. And it's on this big reel. The one I have right now, I think is actually, I got at Harbor Freight. And so um, it was it's pretty inexpensive. And it's, you know, you can get a lot nicer ones. And in the future, I probably will get a nicer one. But for now, this um, this cheaper, inexpensive one, it works great. It's served our needs very well within our own personal use in our landscape. And um, it's very handy to have a nice long tape measure for um, plotting out your landscape designs. Okay, moving on. So a soil knife. This is kind of like a hybrid between a knife and a trowel. Um, a lot of times these are called Hori Hori knives. The uh, they're knives. They're a Japanese-inspired knife, and basically on one side it had it's like a broad knife. So you have a handle. Um, sometimes there's a little uh, bolster on it to to protect your hands from sliding down toward the blade, and um, it's kind of shaped like a trowel, a very narrow trowel. And on one side there's a sharpened edge, and sometimes on the other side there's a serrated edge. And so they're very handy to have in the landscape. And uh, this is on my list right now, too. So I don't currently have one of these, but they're incredibly handy. I've heard them recommended by many people I know uh, that I should have one of these. And quite honestly, with our current project, um, 
I I had just happened to have like a big old steel knife laying around that I ended up using in the landscape uh, for my recent project because I didn't have one of these around. And, and so I needed something that was sharper than a trowel to do some of my work. And so um, <laughs> they're very handy to have. And uh, they're kind of a multi-purpose tool that kind of like a Swiss army knife for your landscaping work. So check out that um, a, a soil knife. Next is a very odd accessory that is incredibly useful and um, it's also going to get you massive style points with your spouse and that is a clip-on flashlight so this is like a little pen light i have a specific one that i prefer um, which is the streamlight micro stream so this is a little flashlight it takes one AAA battery and it casts a really bright beam um, and it lasts for two hours just on one charge of one battery. And so we have these little rechargeable batteries that we just pop in and out when the thing runs out. And it's, uh, it's super awesome. And the reason I love this flashlight, especially one, it's tiny. So I, I actually carry this around with me all day, every day. And I use it even in daylight. Sometimes it's just so, so amazing how often you need a flashlight and working out in the yard, uh, is, uh, no exception there. And so I uh, carry this thing around and the nice little feature on it is it has this clip on it on the side of the flashlight that it, you know, like kind of like a pen clip uh, where it can, you know, clip onto the side of your pocket or whatever. Well, it also curves backward to where you can clip it on the brim of a hat. And this is where it will get you massive style points. If you just wear this around every day like this on your hat, um, you'll get tons of compliments, I'm sure. <laughs> and, uh, um, and uh, so, so my wife always compliments me on it when I wear it. And, and the nice thing is it's just so handy to, to p- pull out of your pocket, shine it on something you need it, or clip it on your hat and use it as a hands-free headlamp, basically. And so that's where it's super handy, uh, especially in this type of weather. I, I'm still working on our landscaping out front, uh, which is you know, a lot of times with DIY projects, there's going to be inconveniences, whether it's the time of year you're working on something or the time of day you're working on something or both, which is our current scenario. And because that's when the kids are in bed, I'm usually working out in our landscape right now in December uh, in uh, cool weather in the dark, right? And so I have some project lamps up uh, and I clip on this little headlamp and I get my work done and it works great. So I really recommend this tool <laughs> because it's incredibly useful, incredibly handy. It's very little inconvenience to carry around, and I'm always surprised at how often I use it. Okay, enough on that. So get a clip-on flashlight, specifically the Streamlight MicroStream. Uh, next, check out some bypass pruners. Uh, the pruners I have right now is a, a true temper brand set of pruners i really like them uh, there is one shortcoming of them which is the the little um nut in the in the center uh likes to come loose a little bit but other than that they're incredibly durable uh, and they're very sh- they stay very sharp and they do a great job so pruners are these little hand hand loppers basically is what they are so they have a blade and the reason the bypass pruners they work well where the the blade slides past the edge of the other piece that's closing, kind of like scissors. And and that's really important for getting good clean cuts on some of your pruning. And so they're nice for for your kind of up to one inch diameter. One inch is kind of pushing it, but um, just 
pruning things as they need to be trained or trimmed or whatever. And uh, they're really nice to have. You can slip them in your pocket as you're going around your landscape, taking care of things and tuning things up. Uh, The next is, uh, goes hand in hand with that, and that's bypass loppers. So loppers are basically your big handheld um, pruners. So they have a long handle on them, usually about uh, 24 to 30 inches. And they have a similar type blade on them, kind of like heavy-duty scissors, to, to cut off your branches, sometimes up to an inch and a half to two inches. And so um, the ones I'm specifically recommending right now are ones that I want because I have ones that I don't like. And uh, uh, Fiskars has some very well-reviewed ones. Um, they have a nice little gear on the front of them that increases the amount of torque on those pruners and um, doesn't break the handles as you're trying to close them and and really gets you some good cuts. Um, So they're very well-reviewed loppers, and they're also, they're not going to break the bank, which is great. Okay, next is stepping up a little bit with the cutting stuff is a a nice handsaw. And again, I go to Fiskars here. I've had cheap handsaws, and they, they are junk and so get a nice handsaw. Uh, the Fiskars handsaw, I think, is about 30 bucks, And uh, it's awesome. I've had it now for, I think, two years. And uh, I'm not going back. So I, I love it that much. I've been through several other um, outdoor pruning saws. And they're just, they, they get dull very fast. They don't make good cuts. And this thing cuts really fast. So I, I love it. Um, so I'll have a link for that to you, or a link to that for you as well. Um, Next is a is kind of switching gears now to we're going from cutting to bludgeoning. And um, so get a dead blow hammer. If you don't have a dead blow hammer, it's basically like a mallet. Um, so, you know, you like those rubber mallets. Well, a dead blow hammer is just a little bit has a little bit more oomph to it where it's basically um, uh, a hammer with a, you know, a plastic or rubber um, shell on the outside of it. And on the inside is hollow with um, sand or weighted material on the inside. So when you hit something, all that, um, all that weighted material uh, falls forward and, and helps increase impact on what you're, uh, what you're hammering. So uh, the nice thing about these dead blow hammers, kind of like mallets, is, is they're uh, for softer impact when you don't want to leave dents on something or when you just kind of want to nudge something a little bit. They're really useful to have, and that's why uh, I recommend getting one. Next is a mini sledge. So this is when you need a little bit more oomph, but you don't need a giant sledgehammer. So a mini sledge is really helpful as well. It's a lot heavier than your typical framing hammer. So usually these come in either a two pound or a three pound head. Um, whereas con- comparatively, a, a, a framing hammer or a roofing hammer is usually around like uh, a 22 ounces. So just a little over a pound um, is your heaviest framing hammer. And so these are a lot heavier, um, a lot more useful for, you know, when you need to, you know, hammer in some stakes or something like that, or just need a little bit more um, impact than maybe what your dead blow hammer can get you and um, what your framing hammer can get you. So it's a nice tool to have laying around. It's not something you use every day, but it's nice to have. Okay, guys, that wraps up my list of, of ideas to get under 30 bucks. Um, so if you're a DIY landscaper or you know a DIY landscaper, if they don't have some of these items, they're really nice to have around the landscape. Uh, some of them are pretty much a necessity if you're doing landscaping work. 
So consider helping your friend out if they don't have one or consider helping yourself out by putting it on your list. You only got a couple days left. So if you're listening to this right when it comes out, so uh, get it on your list. If you miss it, then, uh, you know, it's not going to break the bank to go pick one of these up. And likewise, you can always put it on your birthday list. Okay, guys. Um, So I'm going to have links to most of these things uh, in the show notes. So you can go over to ely.how slash episode 46. Likewise, there's a link to the American Holly Bush if you want to check that out slash tree. And um, as always, if you want some free stuff, check out ely.how slash free. And I have several giveaways there to help you get started on your DIY landscaping to help you save time in your landscaping and to have a better life. Likewise, if uh, you need some help in your landscape, you want to get one-on-one help, check out ely.how slash consulting, and you can get one-on-one help with me to work together on improving your life through your landscape. As always, if you have just a quick question, you can go over to ely.how slash pod, click on the button at the top of the page, and get in touch with me to ask a question, and you just might get featured on the show. You can always check out the links as well to connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, or Pinterest. Guys, have a great Christmas. I am excited to be wrapping up the year with you here. And uh, have fun with your family. Have fun with your friends. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you live with passion and make tomorrow better than today.